2: When I walk into the commissioner's office, I don't realize that this assignment's going to involve my trying to solve my own murder. Morning, Commissioner. Ruth said you had an assignment for me. You know, you're looking pretty good after all. morning. You look dandy, too. Any reason why I shouldn't look all right? Well, according to all the known laws of medical science, right now you should be looking bad. Yeah, why? Last night you dropped dead. Oh, well, if that's sort of...
3: Huh?
2: I dropped dead. That's what I said.
3: Well,
2: (laughs) it was certainly the most painless death I ever had, anyway. Now, look, Commissioner. I don't know what this is all about, but it's a little early in the morning for jokes, wouldn't you think? Uh, This is no joke. Ever hear of Roquel? No, it sounds like something for a sour stomach. Roquel is the name of the town in South America where you were murdered last night. Murdered? (laughs) Here we go again. Now, wait a minute. Steve... A man was shot to death in a alley there last night. He was carrying a complete set of credentials which identified him as Steve Mitchell, U.S. government agent. I see. Any idea who this guy really was or why he was posing? None at all. But he was undoubtedly involved in something big, something which required him to pass himself off as a U.S. agent. Oh, and you want to know what that something is, huh? I certainly do, because I have a strong hunch that whatever it is, there's an aroma connected with it that's not very sweet. Uh, Any contacts down there who can help me? When you arrive in Roquel, I suggest you talk to an American correspondent named Kavanaugh. He seems to know as much about the incident as anyone right now. Uh, Steve, get down there, talk to Kavanaugh, and then get to the bottom of this whole deal. Well, that's it. You've got your assignment. Good luck.
1: The National Broadcasting Company is presenting Dangerous Assignments, starring Brian Donlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell, colorful, two-fisted government agent. In all those places of the world where danger and intrigue walk hand in hand, there you'll find Steve Mitchell on another Dangerous assignment. Sure,
2: I've got my assignment. Just run down to the little town of Roquel in South America and find out who killed me and why. At this point, it sure looks like somebody doesn't like my name much. One man's already been killed just for assuming it. That gives me an uneasy hunch about what's ahead for me, the real owner. It's Wednesday when the plane lands at Roquel and I find the American correspondent, Cavanaugh in the nearest bar. <laughs> Well, now I've seen everything, Mitchell. A corpse comes wandering around to find out who killed him. Yeah. And what I'm wondering right now is why I ever picked this plea bit in town to get myself knocked off in. <laughs> you really must have been hard up for a spot, believe me. Hey, look, Kavanaugh. This guy who got himself killed, did he look anything like me? No, no. He was an American, too, but that's about all. But those credentials he had, I got a look at them, and they sure like, looked like the real McCoy to me. Yeah. What do you think the guy's anger was, Mitchell? That's what I'm down here to find out. What can you tell me about the actual shooting? Well, it took place in the alley right outside this bar. Oh, were you in here at the time? <laughs> Where else? Silly question. Well, go on. I heard a shot. I ran outside. The guy was lying on the ground. Somebody was bending over him. Huh? Looked to me like he was trying to get something out of the dead man's pockets. Did you get a good look at him? No, it was too dark. As a matter of fact, I'm not sure it was even to him. I see. This guy's body at the morgue? Yeah, yeah. Come on, I'll take you over there. Well, you were right, Kavanaugh. He looks like an American, all right, but there's sure not much resemblance to me. You seen enough? Yeah. I'd like to take a look at those phony credentials. You happen to know who's got them now?
4: Well, the police, I imagine. Mm.
2: Okay, I'll check. uh, Hey... You know who those people are who just came in, Kavanaugh? They seem to be heading this way. Well, the stocky guy in the uniform is Colonel Gomez, head of the National Police. Oh? But I've never seen the other guy or the damn before.
4: But I'm certain, Colonel, that he was not involved in anything criminal.
2: At least for us to determine, Senora. Hello, Colonel. Oh, Senor Kavanaugh, the American journalist. Colonel, I've got someone here I know you'll be interested in meeting. The real Steve Mitchell. So? Uh, glad to know you, Colonel Gomez. And are you, Senora Senor. I am indeed happy you have been sent down here to help us clear up this mystery. Well, looks like I didn't go over so well with the little lady here. She has indeed good cause for alarm at being confronted by you, Senor Mitchell. How so? Because this is your wife. Is my... (laughs) Well, I seem to have pretty good taste. By which I mean to say that this woman is Senora Maria Mitchell, wife of the man who was posing as yourself. And this is her brother, Senor Miguel Escobar. Escobar? Senor? Senora, how long was your husband using my name?
4: But... uh... I did not know he was using anyone's name, Senor. I thought it was his own. He was using it when I first met him.
2: Oh, how long ago was that?
4: A little over a month.
2: Only a month, and yet you were married to him, Senor. If you are casting reflections
1: upon my sister, you will
2: answer cool me, Escobar. I am not casting reflections on anyone. I am just trying to find out a few facts. You will answer, Senor Mitchell, Senora Mitchell. Uh, I mean, Senora. Well, answer him.
4: See, si. it was true. I had not known him long. And I met him in a cantina, a bar. Everything was against us. And yet I loved him. And now he's dead.
3: Uh, yeah.
2: Look, have you any idea what your husband could have been involved in?
1: Senor, can you not see that this is a very bad time to question my sister? I insist that you... Look, Escobar,
2: a guy using my name has been killed. It's important to me, Pat, to find out if he was killed because he was using my name. If so, whoever did it will be trying to do likewise to me. So suppose you just button up your... I family. am merely
1: trying to protect my sister.
2: I wonder. What do you mean by that? Senor Escobar, you will hold your tongue. <clears throat> Senor Mitchell has every right to ask any questions he desires. Thanks, Colonel, but I guess that'll be all for now. I would like to look at the dead man's effects, however. But of course, if you will come with me into the next room... I'll be out here when you're through, Mitchell. Okay, Kavanaugh. The effects are on the table. Yeah. Not much here to give us a lead. Cigarettes, matches, money, key. Yeah, wonder what the key's for. The dead man's apartment. I searched it personally, but could find nothing that might throw any light on this matter. I see. Mind if I take the key? But of course not. It is possible you may find something that I may have missed. Colonel Gomez, what do you think this is all about? I wish I knew, Mitchell. This is all very perplexing. Yeah, anything cooking in this country in the way of intrigue or anything like that? Not that I know of. And I am certain I would know if there were. You see, Mitchell, as head of the National Police, I am actually second in command well, El Presidente. I see. Okay, Colonel, I'm going over to the dead man's apartment. I'll see you later. I head for the dead man's apartment, letting myself in with a key, and I give the room a frisk. But the only items of interest are a couple of matchbooks with the name of a bar on them, La Posada. The door. I go over and open it. Standing in the hall is a small, middle-aged, nervous-looking gent. Are you Senor Mitchell? Okay, so how do I answer that one? Does he mean am I the phony Mitchell or the real Mitchell? I guess I hesitate too long because he suddenly whips a gun out of his pocket. I dive at him just as the gun goes off. A hot streak sears its way across the top of my head and I go down. I come out of it a few minutes later, complete with a red-hot crease on the top of my head. The little trigger man, of course, is gone. I go outside and start down the main street. Then I spot a sign over a door, La Posada. The same bar on the match folders in the dead man's apartment. I go inside. Out in the center of the floor, a girl has just finished her dance. One look at her and I can see why the ovation. I go over to the bar. Si, senor. Cerveza? No. Information. Uh, This comes in a button. Hey, look. Did you ever see a guy named Steve Mitchell around here? Mitchell? 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 You don't have to memorize it. Just tell me if you've ever seen him in here before.
0: Mitchell! Do you remember him? I don't think so. Thanks a lot. About uh, I ask George. Maybe George remembers. Who's he? Who's who he? Who's he? Who's <gasps> he? Hey,
2: brother, my routines are hilarious. I could make a fortune down here, huh? Now, look, Giggles. What's so funny? George! George, come here a minute. The senor wants to talk to you. Thank you, bartender. I'm... Hey, wait a minute. Hello. You're the dancer. See. Si. Don't tell me your name is George. Okay, George. Don't tell him. Okay, card. How did you ever get a handle like that? Senor. I mean a name like that.
4: The One of them start calling me George, somehow everybody call me George. Now, what you want and why you don't buy me a drink, huh?
2: Well, later. Right now, I'd like to know if you've ever seen a guy named Steve Mitchell in here.
4: Bad bum.
2: Eh? Uh Huh? A real imposter, huh? Hmm? Do you know anything about him?
4: Not much. He spend money, take trips.
2: Trips? What kind of trips?
4: I don't know. He used to go to the interior once in a while. But now I don't see him for a while. That's okay with me. So why are we done quit talking about this Mitchell, huh? What's your name, Bobby?
2: You'd never believe it, George. So maybe we'd just better skip it and have a drink, huh?
4: It's me good, Bobby. Hey, Steve, I've been looking all over for
2: you. Oh, Carol, now, what's up? Well, you can quit looking for the guy who killed you. Oh?
4: You know, I don't think I hear so good.
2: There's nothing wrong with your hearing, George, if it sounds confusing. It's because it is. So, why can't I quit looking for the guy who killed me, Kavanaugh? Because he's down at the police station right now. What? Yeah, yeah, he just walked in and confessed. Colonel Gomez has him in that room down the hall, Mitchell. Okay. Now, if we can just find out from him why he killed this guy he was posing as me. Well, man. here we are. That's him, the little guy sitting there. Hey. <gasps> Senor Mitra. You're still alive. It sure isn't your fault I am, Buster. Hey, what's this all about? See, si, Senor Mitchell. Perhaps you will be good enough to explain. It's very simple, Colonel Gomez. While I was searching the dead man's apartment an hour ago, this little character showed up at the door and asked if I was Steve Mitchell. While I was trying to figure out whether he meant the real Mitchell or the phony Mitchell, he pulled a gun. I dove for him and deflected his aim a little, and he creased my head and took off. I I, I would have sworn you were dead. Mm. But what is this about the real Mitchell and the phony Mitchell? Mitchell? Night before last, the man posing as myself got killed in an alley. When Kavanaugh told me you'd walked in here and confessed, I figured you were the one who killed him. But I did not even know of the existence of this other man. When I confessed a few minutes ago, it was because I thought I'd killed you at that apartment. You know, somebody better start explaining this to me. It's getting to sound more like a Chinese puzzle by the second. See, and it is also quite embarrassing, Senor Mitchell. How so, Colonel? This little character, as you call him, this man who shot at you, is Senor Morilla, a respected member of our National Assembly and a loyal supporter of our government. Why? Oh, this is going to look great in print. I was convinced that I was acting in the best interest of my country, Senor Mitchell. I repeat that I did not know a man had been impersonating you. That, of course, explains everything. Well, I'm glad to hear it makes sense to somebody. Senor Morilla, a statement from you would be in order. Very well, Colonel. You see, for some time now, I have been concerned with the bands of rebels who are hiding in our mountains. Those rebels, again, you should realize, Senor Morilla, they are not powerful enough. Allow me to finish, Colonel Gomez. I planted one of my men in the camp to find out what they were doing. This man reported to me that a certain Senor Steve Mitchell had been going from camp to camp, promising United States backing to the rebels and offering to sell them guns and ammunition. What is this you are saying? Don't stop him now, Colonel. The deal is just starting to make sense. I was deeply shocked and bitter at what I considered to be the vile treachery of this man and of the United States, whom he claimed to represent. I learned his address here in the city, oh. When I rang the doorbell. You answered the door, Mitchell. I assumed you were the man I sought and fired at you. I... I can only say now that I am covered with shape. Well, it'll wash off. Right now, I'd like to hear a little more about these rebels in the interior. Well, that's always been sort of a touchy subject around here, Mitchell. You see, there's some people who sympathize with these rebels who believe that... Senor Cavanaugh, allow me to point out that when it comes to the affairs of this country, you are an outsider. If there are any statements to be made concerning these rebels, I will make them. Well, that suits me Colonel. And speaking of statements, uh, didn't your president make one a couple of months ago? To the effect that he intended to sit down with the leaders of the rebel bands and see if their differences and grievances couldn't be ironed out peaceably? I believe some such statement was issued to the press. Well, I don't remember those talks ever taking place. How come? Because I advised El Presidente against it. Oh? see, I considered it beneath the dignity of the government to recognize such rabble. (laughs) You know, that's the funny thing about rabble, Colonel. It can get pretty powerful. Indeed. You speak as an expert in such matters, Senor Calvo. Just an observation. This rebel did not used to be powerful. Now, we have known for some time that the rebels would like to march on the city. They have always been low on guns and leadership. Now, however, it appears to be a different story. An enemy of my government is trying to arm this riffraff. Then it is possible they might feel strong enough to make that move. Mm. A move which would plunge our country into a bloody civil war. No, Morila. This will never happen as long as I, Gomez, am alive. Mm. You must remember that I control the militia. I will search out these rebels in the hills and smash them now, all of them, before they can organize. There's one big thing wrong with that idea, Colonel. And what is that? A lot of people would be killed. If you mean the armed rebels, then I say good riddance. I think I've got a better idea. Suppose someone went into the interior, located the headquarters of the rebels, and talked to their leaders. Talk to them? Yeah. Told them that the stake, Steve Mitchell, was exploiting them and that the whole thing is a racket. Senor Mission, whom do you have in mind to make this trip into the interior? Myself. You? Why not, Marilla? It's... A- a living maybe not particularly cavanaugh why well, those boys in the interior are pretty rugged i'll take my chances if they listen to me it sounds like a pretty crazy idea to me oh maybe you don't want me to make the trip huh cavanaugh? me why should i care one way or another you know that's just what i was wondering senor mitchell i appreciate the generosity of your offer but i am afraid i cannot permit you to take the risk look colonel my government has been dragged into this deal by that dead gun peddler and whoever is behind him I think they'd feel a lot better if one of their agents could help straighten the thing out without bloodshed. I do not know. According to my information, the rebel headquarters are well hidden. Well, with time, I might be able to locate them. And there is the matter of the security of my government. If these rebels are armed, they must be smashed now. I feel I should give the order to the militia to search them out and destroy them. I'm asking you to delay the order until I've had a chance to talk to them. Very well. I will delay the order 12 hours. Mm, That's not very much. I can give you no more, senor. Twelve hours in which to locate the Rebels' headquarters and to undertake your journey. One which I sincerely hope will not turn out to be a one-way trip.
1: Three chimes mean good times on NBC. For something new about the Army, hear the Phil Regan Show tomorrow on NBC. Coming from a different service base every week, Phil Regan brings you songs and fun and brings prizes to talented G.I.s. It's an exciting newcomer in your Sunday Chime lineup on NBC. Also, Sunday means Cary Grant and Betsy Drake as Mr. and Mrs. Blanding. Now back to Dangerous Assignments, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. So now I've got just
2: 12 hours to prevent a civil war from breaking out. That means I've got to locate the rebel headquarters in a hurry. Then I remember George, the dancing girl. Maybe she can give me a lead. I hurry back to the bar where she works.
4: Look, buddy, don't waste my time no more. The last time you were in here you were going to buy me a drink. So what happened? All of a sudden, poof! You gone? Yeah, yeah. I got called
2: away in a hurry. Now, look, George, I need a little information about this guy, Steve Mitchell, who used to come in here.
4: I tell you, I don't want to talk about that bum.
2: You say he made frequent trips into the interior. You happen to know where?
4: No. He wanted to take me a couple of times, but never I would go.
2: Well, that's not much help. you Happen to know how he made the trips. I mean, did he fly, take a boat, what? What? Huh?
4: He drove an automobile.
2: I see. Well, that's still not much to go on.
4: All the time a different color. What's that? One time he come by to ask me to go with him. He's driving a blue car. Yeah. Next time, a black car. Yeah. And once he's driving a green car. I almost right. went with him then. I like green.
2: Mm, sounds like he rented the cars for the trips. Okay, George, thanks.
4: Hey, wait a minute, buddy. What's the matter? So don't tell me now you're going to poof off you go again without buying me a drink. I don't think this is much of a friendship.
2: Here. You think this will make up for the poof?
4: Oh, senor. Play well, this you got an extra poof coming. Like I told you, I like green.
2: I start scouring the town for car rental agencies, and I find three of them. At the first two, I draw blanks. Finally, along about dark, I work my way to the third, and the old gent in charge is sitting in a little office, fighting a brave but losing battle to stay awake.
0: What was that uh, name again? Mitchell.
2: Steve Mitchell. Mitchell. Come on, buster.
0: Alfredo.
2: Okay, Alfredo. Now, prop open those peepers long enough to tell me whether or not a guy named Steve Mitchell ever rented a car from you.
0: Steve Mitchell. Oh, see, he rent a car from me. How long ago? Two, three days. Which
2: car did he rent the last time?
0: Over, over there, the green one. Huh? It's a nice car. You, you like to rent it, maybe?
2: Hey, hey, hey! Come on, come on! Snap out of it.
0: I'm so comfortable and I'm, I'm so tired. Yeah,
2: yes, oh my! You keep uh, mileage figures on your cars.
0: Well, see they're on the walls, señor. If you don't mind, you're rich, huh? Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, here
2: we are. Speedometer reading. Let's see. The car traveled a total of about 400 kilometers on the trip. Okay, you got a map? Hey. Huh? Map, map. Oh, see, up on the shelf. Okay, I got it. Now, let's okay. say Car travel total 400 kilometers, 200 there and back, so if I use this point as a center and draw a circle within a radius of 200 kilometers... There. That looks pretty. Thanks. Now, somewhere near the rim of that circle is a spotty travel, too. <laughs> Circle goes through some pretty rugged country, and from the looks of that car, it's been washed since he brought it back.
0: See, this morning. So, there's no clay or
2: mud on it to give me a clue as to what kind of country he travels through.
0: Senor. uh, But why you draw this pretty circle on the map and play the riddle games with yourself?
2: It doesn't happen to be a game, Alfredo. I'm trying to figure out what spot in the interior this guy went to, and right now it doesn't look like I'm getting very far.
0: but, But if you want to know where he went, I will tell you. What? See the village of San Bruno.
2: How did you figure that out? Because you tell me. Well, why didn't you say so before?
0: You, You didn't ask me.
2: Okay, okay, so I am the sleepy one, I guess. San Bruno, huh? Well, thank you, and sweet dreams, Alfredo. I get a block down the street, and then I realize I've forgotten to ask Alfredo if that guy ever took anyone with him to San Bruno. I go back. Alfredo's still sitting in the same spot, his head on his arms. Didn't take him long to get back to sleep. I shake him, but he doesn't come out of it. I lift up his head, and then I see why. How can you wake up when your throat has been cut? Now I know whoever's behind this deal is keeping up with me every step of the way, and I realize this isn't the healthiest spot in the world for me right now. I get out of there fast. The streets are dark and deserted, and I take Avenida Ruiz, one of the streets that leads to my hotel, and then, as I'm walking along, I hear some steps behind me. I stop. They stop, too. I start walking again. So does the other guy. I stop again. This time, the other guy keeps coming. Suddenly, I see a glint of metal in the shadows, and I hit the ground. <laughs> bounces off the wall behind me. Before I can get a look at the trigger man, he ducks into the alley. I scramble to my feet and take off after him, but when I get into the alley, there's no one in sight. I pound through the alley to the next block, and then I spot a guy running across the square. He passes under a streetlight, and I get a look at his face. It's a newspaper correspondent, Cavanaugh. So, at this point, it looks like he's my boy, but right now I'm more interested in getting to the Rebel headquarters of San Bruno because I know my time is running out. I phone the airport and tell them I'm on my way out. When I get there, they've got a transport plane warming up, and Colonel Gomez is waiting for me. Good evening, Senor Mitchell. What luck. Pretty good, Colonel Gomez. I think I've located the rebels' headquarters. Splendid. Where is it? Well, if my information's correct, it's near the village of San Bruno in the interior, and I think my information is correct because somebody sure didn't want me to find that out. What do you mean? The guy who told me got his throat slit right afterwards. I see. San Bruno... It is wild country, Mitchell. Yeah? But there is an emergency landing script not far from the village. Incidentally, Colonel, how come you're wearing a flight jacket? I am to be your pilot, Senor Mitchell. Oh? see, You are making this trip to help my country. I feel the least I can do is share the responsibility and the danger. Okay, Colonel. Thanks.
3: Hey! How huh? about
2: taking a passenger? Kavanaugh. <laughs> Well, how about it? You uh, think maybe you might get another chance to kill me up on that plane, huh, Kavanaugh? What? What are you talking about? Don't tell me that wasn't you I saw running across that square near my hotel right after that shot was fired at me. Mitchell. Sure. Sure, that was me. You promised me an exclusive on this deal, remember? Yeah. So when you started shagging around investigating, I thought I'd better follow you to keep posted. Oh? I heard the shot. I saw a guy duck into an alley, so I started chasing him. That's what I was doing running across the square when you spotted me. But needless to say, he got away, huh? He sure oh, did. Mitchell, you did not tell me of this attempt on your life. When did it happen? Uh, about a half an hour ago, Colonel. I was walking along the street towards my hotel when somebody took a shot at me. I see. You were fortunate to escape with your life. At Avenida Ruiz, it is a perfect spot for ambush. Fully lit, several alleys. Uh, yeah. You still haven't told me whether or not I get to go with you on this trip. No soap, Cavanaugh. Well, now, that's just fine, that is. You know, Mitchell, you could take a few lessons in gratitude. Yeah? Well, maybe you could take a few from one eye Connolly. Come on, Colonel.
3: <laughs>
2: the colonel and I head for the control tower to check the weather. Ten minutes later, we take off. The colonel heads the transport in the direction of San Bruno, and pretty soon we're flying over some dense jungle. Senor Mitchell, I did not understand your remark to Senor Cavanaugh before we took off. Who is this one-eyed Connolly you refer to? Ah, uh, just a character up in the States, Colonel. And I do not understand why, if Kavanaugh is the man who tried to kill you, you did not want him arrested. I didn't have any proof, Colonel. Anyway, I figured it was more important for us to get to San Bruno and talk to the rebel leaders. You are still convinced you can prevent a civil war, Mitchell? I am still convinced it's worth a try, Colonel. How much longer until we get there? As a matter of fact, Mitchell, you might say we are there right now. that huh? I don't see anything but jungle down there. I mean, how much longer to the end of the trip? And I repeat, you have already reached the end of your trip. Hey, now look, I... Well, that gun says you mean just what you say, too. Indeed it does. So you're my boy, Colonel Gomez. At this point, it would appear that you are my boy, Mitchell. And you're the one who was backing the sale of guns to the rebels, huh? Why? That does not concern you now, Mitchell. You're second in command of your government. You wouldn't by any chance be bucking for number one spot, would you? I would indeed, Mitchell. Sure. You hire a guy to sell guns to the rebels and promise them U.S. support. That gets them steamed up to fight. Then you go in with more troops and better weapons and wipe them out. All of a sudden, you're a national hero. Up comes an election and it's Gomez for president. You trace my future career with great accuracy. Well, so what happens to me now, Gomez? It is quite simple. First I shoot you. And Then I push your body out of the plane. Then I fly back and announce that the rebels have killed you. And of course you'll use that as an excuse to move in with your troops. Exactly. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, Colonel, but that's not exactly the way it's going to work out. Indeed, and why not, may I ask? We're going to fly back to the Capitol, explain the whole thing, you're going to stand trial for murder, and five will get you ten your president will sit down and talk to the rebels and straighten everything out peacefully. <laughs> you think I'm kidding. I enjoy your sense of humor. A man who is powerless, yet you can make jokes. The joke's on you, Colonel. You see, a transport's a pretty good-sized plane. What do you mean? Just that we're not alone. What? If you don't believe me, look behind you. Oh, oh no, my friend. That is the oldest trick in the world. I will have fall for you. He it. ain't kidding, Colonel. Wait, Colonel. Thanks for turning your head, Gomez. Let's go. <You're>... <laughs> that, my friend, is what I would call a first-class clip. Now then, there's just one thing I want to know. What? Can you fly this tub? Look, Ma, I'm doing it, ain't I? <laughs> I wasn't sure whether or not you got the message back at the airfield, Kavanaugh. Well, when you mentioned one Conley, the world's greatest gate crasher, I figured you wanted me to copy his act. So I crawled aboard while you two were in the control tower. But uh, what made you suspect the colonel? When I told him about the attempt on my life, he said... The Avenida Ruiz was a dangerous street, remember? But I hadn't told him where it had happened. I see. Well, I'll bet he'll be kicking himself for being such an eager beaver. Hey, he won't be worrying about that very long. Why, what do you mean? I've got a strong hunch that eager beaver is due to turn into a dead duck. Oh.
1: Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell is written by Bob Reif and Adrian Chondo with music by Robert Armbruster and is produced and directed by Bill Karn. Be with us again next week at this same time when Brian Donlevy starring in the role of Steve Mitchell will embark on another dangerous assignment. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. Tomorrow, there's another gala broadcast of The Big Show, as hostess Tallulah Bankhead welcomes Jimmy Durante, Evelyn Knight, Bob Burns, and many more. Also on Sunday, Theater Guild brings you the delightful story, The Hasty Heart, starring John Lund, Jane Wyatt, and Richard Green. Now, it's The Man Called X on
3: NBC.